Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel, what is going on with you? What's up? What's up with you? What's happening with you? You're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Um, honestly, I was doing a shoot. Supposed to start at one time. Three hours later, it's starting. So, um, yeah, I had to. It was um, it was Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Judy Justice. She's on Amazon now. Judy, Judge Judy Shineland. How? Let's see mm-hmm. how. Donnie, let's play a game. Almost how old 80. is Judge Judy? She's almost eighty. Well, Rachel just ruined the game. Yes, sorry. You realize we playing the game. She's been around for a while now, Judge Judy, and she. So it's Judy Justice is the show. I don't feel like people fucking with Judy Justice as much as they fuck with Judge she, Judy. She just won an Emmy. Oh, for real? So I'm wrong. It's on Amazon Freebie. What the fuck is that? What is Amazon? What is Amazon like, Freebie? I think it's free. What does that mean? <laughs> Amazon Freebie. It's like Amazon. You watch it for free. It's like an Amazon channel. Yeah, you. How could you? Free. How could you have done this? And you don't even know what's going on, Rach. Wait a minute. I know about the show. I know it's the second season. I know what it's about. I watched a couple of cases today. I just didn't know the platform was, it's free. I was right. Free Stream for free. Stream for free. You know what? You're going to have a judge show one time. (laughs) Yeah, according to my Wikipedia page. You would be so good at that. Judge Rachel. Judge Rachel. Judge Rachel. I feel like I'd be embarrassing my dad. He's out here. He's out here really presiding over cases, really writing um briefs and and not briefs but he's writing opinions that will can change the law you know what i mean uh-huh and here i am making a dollar as a, as a judge on television like you at feel least like judge shooty's legit you feel like he would you feel like he would look down on you because of that i'm i will, I will watch judge rachel I mean, at this point, I guess it's out the window because I went on The Bachelor. So if he was going to look down on me, if there ever was a time, it was then. I like Judge Rachel. The thing that I like is that no one on the Judge Rachel show would be able to apologize for anything. Here you go. As soon as they apologize. It's not the place. To be honest, it's not a place to apologize. You're not supposed to apologize in court? You you can't say I'm sorry? It's not going to help your case. Did you do it or not? Wait, Did you but, do it or not? I don't care if I, you're sorry. Did you commit but, the crime? If assuming it's yeah. But you could but it can help you in sentencing, right? They they ask for them to apologize all the time. I see people sometimes write, you have sentencing guidelines. Yes, they give a victim statement. Or or like they they say something the judge sometimes I hear the judge when the judge is sentencing people, they actually say you showed no remorse. So here it is, a thousand years. So that leads me to believe that if you show some remorse, <laughs> that you might get maybe 120 years i don't know sometimes it helps like you know how like you'll have a case that Uh says up to 20 years sure yeah sure maybe you get 19 instead if you man i'm not gonna lie i saw some shit one time where you know this woman had killed somebody with a car god bless the dead and then the family of the person they killed with the car was in there 
And they were like, hey, we forgive her. It's cool. And the judge let her off. The judge was like, well, I mean, he didn't lead her, let her off, but he was like, hey, he didn't hit her with the whammy because everybody seemed so remorseful and it was like an accident. Wow. What they look like? like that. Um, but still, though, I think you know, your judges can listen to you apologize and be like, you're no, they absolutely can. No, you yeah. can give a statement. Yeah, oh, Donnie's got something. I never say I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, Donnie, for yeah. the things I've done, <laughs> and I try and be stronger in this life. I love this I nigga. Chose, but I want you to know, I don't even have that. Ass, I love that. I, every time I hear that, it brings a smile to my face. Sorry. What happened to that guy? Did that guy the get hit? The comedic timing. The comedic timing was too good. Did, did he get the book thrown at him? What Who happened cares? to that guy? Did he get a record deal? Nah, man. That nigga probably in, in jail still. Let's look. Singing. <laughs> singing. <laughs> uh, how, how would you put that? Singing defended. Singing Def- in courtroom. Singing in courtroom. His name is and... Brian Earl Taylor. Uh-huh. Okay. Earl. He's from Michigan. <laughs> this happened Brian. in a Michigan courtroom. Uh... Brian Earl Taylor. Yeah. He's if from, I was, he was a judge, I could only hope for a moment like this. He was on trial for pressing a gun into a man's stomach while trying to rob him of his medical marijuana. Wow. This was his... <laughs> So it wasn't some misdemeanor. It was a felony. Yeah. Now, oh, he's out. He's he's finished serving his time and wanted to show the world he's a reformed man. And he came back. He re- remixed an, an Adele song. Nah, he's out. No, this is not. <laughs> Stop. He did. So I think he joking. served three years. He served three years. Was, he, yeah. He, he was released. I'm seeing this from 2016. From the Woodland Correctional F- Facility in Michigan on September 10th. So he sings on his new song, well, Hello World, It's Me. I was wondering if after all these years we could meet and go over a couple of things. So he he remixed Adele's Sorry and he dropped that hoe. I'm not sure how okay. things are going. Ma'am, I got to say you're right on this. It sounds like that was ar- armed robbery. Yeah. And he got out in three years. It sounds like the song worked. Well, he did a lot of stuff. So check this out. Let's talk about this guy real quick. Um, he said that he tried to spend every minute being productive while he was inside. He never gambled. He never got into fights. He used the time to improve himself while locked up. He volunteered for the prison, the prisoner palliative. I don't know that word care aid program to help sick inmates during their final days. That is kind of amazing. Uh, he also volunteered for the prisoner observation aid program and was entrusted with watching over other prisoners to ensure they didn't hurt themselves or commit suicide. Wow. He says that it had a deep effect on him. There are a lot of mentally ill people, and I wanted to help. During peer-to-peer group therapy, see, they never show you what happens on the other side. They show you when a nigga looked his most ridiculous. During peer-to-peer therapy, he sang songs to people Aww. to lift their spirits and 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 he says he felt like they're related to it. He says now that he's out, uh, people don't even think that he's been to prison because of how he conducted himself. He said he learned he tried to learn to respect boundaries while he was in there. Didn't want to come out worse, came out better. 
Wow. He really was. He said he's planning to release an album in March of 2020. I'm going to reach out to this brother. I hope that he's doing okay, Brian Earl Taylor. Everybody laughed at him. I'm about to look him up. If if he did, I want to make sure that Brian Earl Taylor does not fall victim to recidivism because Brian Earl Taylor seems like a good dude. He's lost even more weight. He's got a family now. Aw. Oh, but look, he's good for Brussie. Donnie came on here trying to trying to really come at this man, trying to make fun of this man. And it turns out that this is what mongoose snake killing people do. It's not at all. That's what you tried to do. Let's be he's honest. He's, Donnie, he's on he Spotify, by the way. He's on Spotify. He's is got he? a, a single called Get It Up. I believe this is him. Well, get it, get it up, Donnie. Play get it, it up. Play some Brian Earl Taylor. Play that. What you need, what you need, what you need, what you need. Yeah, I can't stay for too long. Got another show in the mall. Or it be where we sit from. Hey, we so gone, we so gone, we so gone, we so gone. You know I'm on my grind, I need it all the time. I gotta get it up. Oh. Yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's dope. Good for Brian. Like, look, bro, keep plugging away, Brian. You know, I'm happy to see that the brother changed his life. I'm, I'm happy. glad you told the full story. I didn't even. I, I just wanted to know what happened to him because we always see people like that, and you know, like I, I want to know what happened to them. What happened? Um, what the hell? Uh, what the hell you got going on later on <laughs> this week, Rachel? Like what's your what's your, actually what's your, have a very chill weekend. What's your weekend? What, what, what does it entail? Nothing. I have a friend's birthday party to go to, and that's it. So that means housework, chilling. Housework. I do have an announcement. I do have Christ. an announcement. Uh huh. You know how we have the little dog? Yeah, the little dog Brownie. Brownie, he's yeah. officially ours now. What does that mean? Just as I said it, he's officially ours. We he wasn't split yours him. before. No, he was my friend's. Uh huh. She had there was cert- a certain things that came up, so we were like, I was like, yeah, we'll take care of him. And then she travels a lot, so we kept taking care of him. We kept taking care of him, and I was kind of like, I want to keep him. And, and anyway, it's long story short. Now he's ours, officially so, ours. We used so to split him, co-parent him. Your that friend is a fun. bad. Your friend is a bad person. No, actually, you would have to say that she's a great person because she realized that her schedule was so busy. So rather than be selfish and say, I just want him, she realized that he had a better home and a better life here because her schedule did not permit her to keep him. So he's best friends with Copper. Uh Now he's got he's got outdoor space. He goes Uh to daycare. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I look, there's a situation very nice person that Kalika and I know uh, that has a dog, a dog that I love. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say dog that I love. Great dog. Great dog. And look, this person's a great person, but couldn't make time for the dog. I I had the dog over here with Bozeman. The dog was great. I look at you a little different. If you can't take time out of your busy schedule to give love to the dog. I'm glad that this your friend of yours made the right decision. But over in this world over here, dogs come first. 
Dolls come first. Bozeman comes and, in here right and now. So for her, says, that's why she says, us. says, Dad, stop doing a podcast. I'm stopping. Yeah, look, I'm a I'm going to bring a resurgence of animal lovers. I've been getting a lot of videos from Thought Warriors, not just about mountain lion. There's all kinds of different mountain animals out there. I've been getting videos about mountain bear, you know, mountain moose, just different animals in the wild <laughs> going nuts. And I'm and I really I've been getting into wolves lately. I want to okay. be a nature man. I want to be a nature man. I want to be a man that is supportive of the wolves and the mountain lions and the bears of nature because I don't think what's happening to them and the dogs is fair. We shouldn't be able to dictate the life of the dog and the bear and the mountain lion. We It's not fair. We share this world with them. We share it. And I don't think it's fair that the wolf and the bear and mountain lion and all oh, of these people, I don't think it's fair that their lives are dictated based upon where we put freeways. I'm really passionate about this. I'm getting passionate about animals so in the wild. To do? What are we supposed to do, man? I mean, not live. So you can't. So so you have a problem with taking the freeway to work now? You got a problem where at one time where you live, animals roamed. So what you gonna say about that? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm saying just no, because people. Saying. I'm saying just because people were wrong in the past doesn't mean they have to be wrong in the future. I'm going to look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm punting with humans. I don't think we can change them. You know, Bill Maher tried to excuse, uh, excuse slavery. It's all of this evidence, all of this reading you can do. But I think I can be a friend to the animal. It started with mountain lion. I'm serious about this. You know what? We Of course we need a freeway. You know what we need to do? We also need to consider that we're not the only people that need to move around. The goddamn cat needs to move around. So why don't you provide a way for the cat to move so that the cat can move back and forth so that it doesn't get killed when it's got babies in its stomach? Would you want do you want a world where the animals just go extinct? Be honest. You, do you no, want that? All right, then. Not. We have to try to make a world with the animals. With them. Come on, Rach. Get down with this. Let's help the animals. Come on, Rach. Rach, come on. You love copper. You love brownie. Let's help mountain lion. Come on, Rach. Get down with this. Let's help. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Donnie, don't kill the snake. Don't kill any wild animal just because. Jump on, Donnie. What happened with the snake? Seriously. No, I think... there's nothing else to say about it, Donnie. Right? No, I feel like the snake has moved on. Or nature took its course and that hawk I was talking about might have eaten the snake. I haven't seen the snake in a long time, so I didn't have to kill it. Nature did what it does. All right. Well, I'll just be... uh, That's the way it goes. Nature's a cruel, cruel mistress. You know, but you should keep us up to date on... Since this is such a passion and seems to be such a mission for you... You should keep us up to date on what it is you're doing for the cause, other than anything. ranting and raving yeah, about right. pregnant mountain lions you're and right. videos that you get. You're right. Next time, next time you want to come on here and uh, defend the animals, stand right. in their corner and root for them. All right. Tell us how you're acting on it. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Um. You're right. I haven't done enough. I need to do more. I haven't done anything. But I'm anything. gonna start. I'm gonna figure <laughs> out how I'm gonna do something. But I tell you. 
Just remember, the next time you're ranting and raving in your office cubicle about racism or sexism, Rachel is saying, unless you've done something, shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, also, I mean, listen, I had to come out of retirement and address old, our, our dear friend, Jimi Hendrix from the recently. Jimi Hendrix? You remember our blackface friend? What did you call oh, him? A oh black face white? <laughs> oh, 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 I, I had to say something. Nobody said, nobody said anything. Yeah. Nobody said they had a whole bachelor finale. And then they talked about text messages and all these things. And they just skipped right over the blackface. They said, okay, well, good luck, you two. We wish you the best. It kept it moving. People were upset, but they'll tune in next, next uh, season. I think they should move into streaming so people can pay to be racist. Oh. <laughs> The big deal of the day <laughs> on the <laughs> other side of this break. <laughs> God damn it. Boston Celtics coach Ime Adoka boning a co-worker. Suspended one year. We'll talk about it. Other side of the break. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. According to reports, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka, a brilliant young head coach, in the National Basketball Association, a coach that led his team all the way to the NBA Finals, is facing a one-year suspension. This was uh, broke by Adrian Wojnarowski, mm-hmm. hashtag Wojmom, um, for having a consensual relationship with a woman on the Celtics staff. Okay. Uh, it's been very famously reported and you've seen her at the sidelines in Mayudoka, unless we don't know everything that's going on in his relationship has been in a relationship with um, Nia Long since 2010. They have a son together. According to these same reports, his job is not currently in jeopardy. Um, and a decision on the length of the suspension will come on Thursday, later on on Thursday. But from what we're understanding, Thursday was is today, so it's Friday now. We don't quite know yet. Um, it looks like a year and this has gotten a lot of people upset like a lot of people were mad your friend Stephen A. Smith said that this is racialisms Donnie run the audio 
appreciate that being done to a brother. Because I got news for you, America. <laughs> There's plenty of white folks in professional sports that's doing their thing. And I say that not complimentary. I don't see the information out about them. Why are we talking about this now? We got to talk about it because it's the news. Ain't none of our damn business unless you fire him. But if you keep him, it's none of our business. It should have never been it should have never been put out there by the Celtics organization. And don't tell me you didn't do it because you absolutely did it because news reporters got it. So it emanated out of Boston. Somebody ain't in L.A. or Utah or something leaking this stuff about the Boston Celtics. Right. This is on y'all. You shouldn't have been out here. That's what I have to say. Huh. All right. I guess Stephen A's point is that either they should have fired him or kept everything in-house, but to uh is he give, saying he should have fired him i mean yeah the, that's what he said i mean i watched that clip he says if this is what he said he said if they were going to do something they should have fired him but to suspend him for a year and then air his dirty laundry and the organization's dirty laundry to everyone uh to stephen a smith wasn't fair so i got a problem with how this whole thing was rolled out <clears throat> it was I remember I was sitting on the couch talking to Brian and he's like, whoa. And you see the tweet from Woj. And this is what the original thing said. ESPN sources. Boston Celtics coach Ime Adoka is facing possible disciplinary action, including a significant suspension for an unspecified violation of organizational guidelines. Discussions are ongoing with the Celtics on a final determination. There's a big picture of Ime, and that's a breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. That, he might not have had all the details, and maybe that's why he put it that way, but he also wanted the clickbait and the attention, and I get it, and I understand that's his job to do. But when you tweet something like that, it leaves open it leaves it open for so much speculation and assumptions and we and i to my knowledge and please correct me if i'm wrong i don't i can't recall a coach being in trouble in this way step in here if you can uh, in terms of about like like fucking somebody on the staff type shit well, we didn't know the details yet, but it, at the time, it's like facing a possible di- disciplinary action, significant suspicion. And it's like it's hu- it sounds even bigger because it's like, can you think of another coach this has happened to in this way? What could it be, especially when it's on the heels of uh, Robert Sarber? So you uh-huh. listen, he just got a year suspension. He just got fined $10 million. So you're like, man, it's got to be up there. And we all know, as we've talked about on this podcast, what he was suspended for racism, sexism, um, creating a hostile work environment. So you're thinking that this is on this level. Then it comes out that it was an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship. And I'm not saying that I condone this type of behavior, especially, and I don't know, as you said, the details of what their relationship is. They may, it may be open. They may have an understanding. Who knows? But the fact that it was that and it was cons- it was a consensual and it was a violation from the team's code of conduct versus this huge significant suspension that was coming and looming. And you're thinking that it has to be something to me. And this is where I agree with, as you said, my friend, Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith. Yeah. That it seems. Oh, Kaepernick to be- hater. 
it seems to be rooted in racism. And you can't, for me, when I when I saw, well, I'll say this, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. When I hear this news and then uh-huh. I see the team and that he coaches for in the city that he's in, I can't separate the history of racism in Boston to how this news was released to us. I think that they're related and they're one and the same. And I think that it was purposeful and intentional that the news came out this way with a black head coach of this NBA team. And like, it easily could have been kept under wraps. It like, we didn't need to know about any of this, especially with it being a consensual relationship. So I do understand Stephen A. Smith's sentiments here. And I do think that this could have been handled a completely different way. I want to say by no means am I excusing, you know, it, assuming that they don't have a, an understanding and assuming this was an affair and he cheated on me along. I'm in no way um, excusing that, but I did feel a certain way about the way that this relation, um, this information was released and coupled with a year long suspension. It doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. So without having all the details, I can't really talk about whether or not the suspension uh, is warranted. I can't talk about that. It, I, I can't because if this is against the the guidelines of the team, then I'm not, I got to see what the deal is. But I want people to consider a couple of things here. Number one, uh, I'm not saying that race doesn't play a part in this. Of course, I believe that race plays a part in everything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I just have to, I, I'm trying to take the, the 360 view of this. There are a couple of things. Number one, if the staffer comes forward with this, it's much worse than if the team comes forward with it. Like much worse. Okay, and I'll tell you why. We have in society litigated and discussed ad nauseum back and forth about whether or not it's even appropriate for someone in a power position that works at a place to have a relationship with one of their subordinates. We've talked, we've had that talk, right? Don't know if she's a subordinate, do you? We we she he's the head coach. She almost certainly is. If and, she's and, in the C suite, she might like, not be that. I know, but like, dude, like the term that's been used is staffer. You're so correct. So so yeah. the 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 term that's been used is staffer. All correct. right. There are very few people that um, are going to be in that situation, and I'm assuming too, as there's some assumptions being made. I'm assuming that this is the case. This might not be the case. You're right. Um, so if she is in fact, if this, this lady is, is in fact a staffer, uh, and she has less power than Ime Udoka, it is a situation for the organization. And it's a situation for any organization because we spent a lot of time over the last couple of years talking about whether or not, like you should have, you should enter into a sexual relationship um, with someone who is y- your subordinate, because, you know, even though we know that two people can consent, the question is, you know, how much do you feel that you can consent? How much do you feel that pressure to do something? If you're reported to somebody or if somebody is above you, you know, what is it that you're doing? And I'm not saying that that's the situation in any of this. He's a great looking guy. He's a very powerful guy. I'm not saying that women wouldn't want to sleep with him. I'm saying that organizationally, the Celtics might be overcorrecting here for something that they felt like could have been a lot worse. And this is kind of, in my opinion, I'm just spitballing here. This is kind of, in my opinion, like where we are right now. 
um he's having a consensual relationship with somebody in the in the uh in the organization as tawdry as it might be or you might feel like it is uh it's not illegal but it goes against their guidelines for whatever reason. And they feel like they have to be draconian in the suspension for whatever reason. Until the details come out, we won't really know. I think, though, to jump to this wouldn't have happened to a white coach, you would probably have to have an example of another white coach that did something like this that was then let off the hook. Now, Stephen A. Smith claims to have to have those examples and i'm sure he does he's an nba insider but as far as everyone else we can look at this and say this is being treated in a certain way because he's black but the reality of the situation is we have to look at the fact that he actually did like do something knowingly that broke a code of conduct in terms of his employment with the boston celtics now as far as the suspension a year suspension. Look, I remember Sean Payton got a year suspension for <laughs> allegedly being part of Bounty Gate, right? Yeah. So I don't know how the serious I don't know how they determined the seriousness of his suspension. I don't know. It seems like a pretty significant suspension. But these are the questions that you have to ask the Boston Celtics. Those are the questions. As far as whether or not it like it's it's racist or they're coming down harder on him because he's a black coach. It's tough for me to say that now without having the rest of the information I would need to make that deduction. Sure. I, uh, everything you're saying is 100 percent true. And I totally agree. And as you said, we talked about on the podcast about the power uh someone who has more power um, over someone who's a, a subordinate and how that can cause. um an unbalance in the relationship and all of that. I understand, I understand that. And I agree with that. The reason I said, I said, I can't, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen to a white coach. I don't have that knowledge, but to the best of my knowledge, I have not seen a team suspend their head coach for something like this, this long. I don't even know if there's been a coach that's been suspended for a year when we've seen like, like Jerry Sloan pushed a ref before he got like, I don't know, like seven, eight games or something like that. I've never yeah. seen a head coach have this type of suspension from their team. So then I start using, with the little knowledge I have, I start using circumstantial evidence. And I'm looking at a city that he plays in, the history of that. And it's it just, it's hard for me not to make that comparison. I'm not, I won't go as far as saying it can happen to a white coach. It just seems when I look at all of this and that year suspension, it just seems to be extremely excessive, especially the fact that it has been highlighted that this highlighted that this was a consensual relationship. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be some type of suspension, but a full year and you're not losing your job. Like a year is a hefty suspension, but he still has his job. Like to I, me, I, to to me, I look at that as it's interesting. They don't want to fire him. They just they just he just took them to the finals. The Celtics were having trouble getting over the hump with Brad Stevens as their head coach. Brad Stevens is an excellent basketball coach, but for whatever reason, the players stopped He's responding. Back there in to the Brad. office, yeah, um, yeah. For whatever reason, the players stopped responding to Brad Stevens. They stopped picking up whatever he was putting down. Okay, Ime Udoka comes in, energizes the Celtics. <laughs> they they had. Uh, I'm talking. Sorry. I'm just joking. Uh, email email Doka comes in, um, interview uh, energizes the Celtics. They get off to a so-so start. Then they go on a tear the second half of the season. 
enough so to when they went into the Celtics, a lot of people expected them. A lot of people said that they were playing better than the Golden State Warriors. I don't think they want to lose Ime Udoka at all. I don't think they want to lose him at all. I think potentially if this were another coach or a coach that was having any less success than him, that he probably would have been fired. Now, you knowing knowing the way niggas get treated, there is no way that you're going to make me believe that when punishments are meted out in America that we don't get hit a little bit harder. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I was surprised that Stephen A's response to this. I was surprised that he oh, was. I'm sure you are. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I agree with Stephen A sometimes, but I I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh, shit. Okay. I didn't even know that that was the conversation. People on the Internet are mad that we're not talking about Brett Favre and we're talking about this and this is people's personal lives and all of that stuff. Look, this is definitely people's personal lives. It's not our business, but, but everything that happens to somebody is their personal life and it's not our business. Yeah. When somebody gets a DUI, it's their personal life and it's not our business. When somebody commits a crime, it's a personal life and they're not our business. When you're in a certain light or you work for a certain organization, they are going to make those infractions or those mistakes public to us and then the public is going to debate them. It is the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what's going to happen in his household. I'm hearing that maybe him and Nia Long have all, have broken up before this. I'm not sure what's going on. But this relationship has been ongoing for some time, according to the reports that are out. But until we hear what they say and what he says, I think maybe the conclusion jumping should maybe just maybe we just pause Maybe we just pause because I'm hearing that maybe he is saying that maybe he might resign. And if he resigns, well, yeah. yeah. No, what were you going to say? If he resigns, what? If he resigns, <laughs> there might be there might be franchises who fucking fire their head coach. <laughs> you think, <laughs> see, and, and I, and he's I, like, if he resigns, he's going to be off the market so quick. It's interesting you say that because I look at it too. They're suspending him for a year, but he still has the option to have his job. They haven't fired him. I would think that it's extremely detrimental to him when we already don't see black people in professional head coaching jobs, um, that it would be hard for him to go to another team after this. Oh, that's how not true. In the NBA. That's not true in the NBA. We, how black how coaches, did, black coaches uh-huh. not being hired. That's not true in the NBA. In, in like in other sports, that's a thing in the NBA. Is it the, more black than white? It's not more black. It's, it's, it's not more black than white, but there are plenty of black head coaches in the NBA. I'm not saying that there are plenty of black head coaches, but yeah. I would think that this having this reputation, because this is what people are going to see for a long time, if not forever, with him when they think of him. How detrimental is this to him? How damaging is this to his career? And how, you know what? Forget I even said all that because Jason Kidd is still a head coach, and so is Chauncey Billups. So forget it. I mean, by the way, forget right it, now, right now, it, right it. now in the league, half of the NBA's franchises have have black coaches. Half. That didn't matter. That didn't matter. Forget, forget half. Jason Kidd is a head coach. Yeah, Jason they Kidd's a head coach. So to, well, I'm I'm just saying that. No, I'm 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 shutting myself up. <laughs> him, he'll get another. If if he if if he, first of all, 
You're right. You're right. If he if he quits, he'll get another job. First, the first job he'll get is with Brazzers. That's the first job. Because this is tailor-made for porn parody. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a porn parody. If you guys, shout out to my friend Adam over at Brazzers. If you guys don't get on this quickly, this is one of the best opportunities at a real-life porn parody ever. Dribbling balls with Ime Udoka. Okay, this is how you can tell you were an avid porn Let me watcher. tell you. Let, let me tell that you. That wouldn't even cross my mind. Dribbling balls with Ime Udoka. This is the porn scene, right? Ime Udoka is he's he's sweaty. He's getting Don't ready for the this. team. He's there, you know, late at night. You know, the 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 uh, uh, staffer walks in. You know, he's like, God damn, I'm so stressed out. I don't know how we're gonna beat Golden State. And she says, Ah, uh, well, hey. I know a way to relax you. And then he goes, before they have sex, he draws up the play. Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to reach around here, all right? And then I'm going to go over here, put your leg up there, boom. Turn around this way, bam. Ready? Fuck. And then that's how (laughs) you're disgusted. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure all the thought warriors. Higher learning, guys. Oh, it's, they're so uptight. <laughs> They'll get over it. Um, look, but seriously though, all, all jokes aside, uh, this is sad. This is sad from for for a million reasons. Number one, the relationship between Ime Udoka and Neil Long. We haven't really talked about it. She was so visibly courtside <clears throat> at all of the games, and I don't know what's going on in their relationship. And I'm not casting any. I'm not being judgmental or talking about. Uh, or being or moralizing with anyone. I'm not doing any of that. She was very, very uh, visible courtside at all the games. Um, mm-hmm. And he was having such success that, you know, in a real way, it saddened me to hear this. It's just a bummer to wake up and see this going on and see it so public and know that people are hurting places. So it is very sad, you know, so it's tough. Yeah, no, it really is. I'm, so, I'm looking on social to see if she posted anything. Um. No, it's like a nature video. I was trying to say if she posted something. It is sad. And I, I mean, obviously we'll be following the rest of the story and, you know, I wish everybody the best. Um, yeah, we'll see. By the way, I tweeted, I tweeted, I said, Nia Long has a 100% approval rating with Black America and Ime Adoka is about to understand that. So many people are mad. Why? Like so, many, so many people are mad. So many dudes are like, oh, man, you that so, well, nigga, why, dog? I'm not moralizing. I'm the last person to moralize. I'm just saying, motherfuckers is gonna be mad at him because they love Neil Long, and that's facts. To me, you were just reading the uh, uh, the Twitter room because fumbling Neil Long was trending on Twitter. So, to me, you were just saying what people were how people were reacting to it. Uh, 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 uh. Robert Sarver says he's starting the process to sell the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Wow. Uh, <laughs> as a man of faith, I believe in atonement and forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has been painfully clear that that is no longer possible, that whatever good I could have done or could still do is outweighed by the things I have said in my past. 
For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitch. That's like the <laughs> this upsets me so much because it shows not only do you not get it, not only were you never sorry, it just shows your privilege. So, and, and and the fact that you feel entitled when you were the one who created a hostile environment that made people feel, I mean, not feel, that was racist and sexist and I think homophobic. I'm not sure if that was, that. I think that was in there as well. And all of a sudden, you made this about you, talking about you believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. So you want people to forgive and forget is basically what I'm getting from all this. And because people, you, this, report just came out not the report but i guess the findings with the suspension just came out sure and people are just now digesting it and having an opinion it's been what a couple of weeks and you're already like but our cl our climate is so unforgiving it just happened people are still reacting to it and all of a sudden you're going to blame these people for reacting to your transgressions and that's why you got to step away at the away from the team. Go like get out of here. You like I'm glad you're stepping away. Um, the audacity. I don't care if he steps away or not. Uh, I guess I would want him to step away if you ask me. But this is my thing, and we've tried to. We keep trying to talk to white people about <laughs> nigga, and they just won't believe us. They literally they won't believe us. <laughs> Call us some niggas and we're not gonna forget. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? It's like it's hard to forget. As a kid, I grew up loving Hulk Hogan. Loving Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan, I, one time, God rest his soul, my dad was so hurt. So hurt. This must have been like 86. Cause he asked me, he was like, and I don't know why you would ask a six-year-old kid this, but he goes, who do you think stronger, me or Hulk Hogan? I was like, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was like, you think Hulk Hogan's stronger than your daddy? First of all, he was stronger than him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and secondly, this is the most toxic thing. When people look at what's wrong with me, and everybody knows I got some shit fucked up. Think about that. Think about the fact that at six years old, my father put me in a position where he was testing me to make sure that I didn't think that any man on the planet was stronger than him, especially a man. Think about what that does to a brain. You know what I'm saying? So I say, I say Hulk Hogan, like son loves Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. Then my dad started putting it in my head. You know, don't, don't ever put too much on a white man. And then I started getting off Hulk Hogan because he was white. Anyway, I love Hulk Hogan so much. I love Hulk. I love Hollywood Hogan. Hulk Hogan said the nigga word. He told his daughter, don't bring no niggas in here. I just can't. I'm not mad at Hulk Hogan right now. But when I see Hulk Hogan, I see a, I see nigga. I see a big N on his head, like a <laughs> scarlet letter. It's a nigga. You don't want no niggas. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Nigga. Nigga. I oh, see nigga. Did? Yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Nigga. Hulk Hogan. Nigga. Michael Richards. Nigga. I see nigga. Robert Solver. We probably would have moved on. But you want us to. What you. It just happened. Like like Rachel said, we we supposed to be like, ah, shit, straight. He really. He probably should have thugged it out. 
just thugged it out. LeBron James was madder than I was. Thug it out. Thug it out. People would have been like, fuck him. But think about if they win the championship and he has to hand the nigga trophy to a nigga. Hey, this is the basketball trophy, the MVP. It's like, what are we supposed to do? They ask us for so much. Like, right. you, you fucked right. up, dog. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you fucked up, bro. In our current unforgiving climate. When has it ever been forgiven for us? Suck it up, Sarver. You about to get a billion dollars. <laughs> you about this to get five billion entitled. dollars. This is the entitlement and the privilege. You can't handle a couple of weeks of people being against you and rightfully so because you said some fucked up shit and you continue to do it and you created a place in your workplace. You made people underneath you feel a certain way and you did it over and over and over again. And let's not remember, let's remember he was saying the N-word allegedly. He was not even allegedly. It came out in the report. He was saying the N-word as if he was repeating what other people were saying. Let's think about this for a second. What could he possibly be? Why could he possibly be repeating the N-word, Van? Like, what could he possibly be watching, listening to where he felt the need to say the N-word? Like, what so type from, of scenario? Is it a social media thing? Is from it a what I'm told, somebody said it and he was saying, why say nigga? Five t- multiple times. This is the thing, though. This is the this is the thing. We not stupid. We know when y'all do that. We know, like we like we know, we know when y'all 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 just getting your shit off. It makes you feel good. Like it makes you feel good. It's like when your kids, yeah, and you know you can't curse, right? But you say it, and you're like, well, he said it just yeah. so you can get it out, right? Because you but, know you wanted to, but you, you know, know you wanted to say, but it. you you would never go up to you would never go up to your parents. And be, if you really, that's because you know that motherfucker can't do nothing to you. If there was any authority that the person on the other side of you had, you wouldn't do it. I would never go up to my parents and be like, hey, man, Emily told me, fuck me. I'm not <laughs> even going to say F. One time I said, man, I said, the dudes over there said F me. My dad said, what do F mean? Come here. <laughs> what F mean? I know goddamn right you ain't about to get your motherfucking ass in that house. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, they test. It's a test. It's a test when they do it. They know it. Some fucking forgiveness. You better go forgive your ass to the bank. You gotta. You about to sell the team five six billion dollars. Sick. You about to sell the the uh, the Mercury for at least one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Let's take a break. Oh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. All right. 
this is a sad story. It's not even a story. It's real life, uh, which is probably what makes it even sadder. So a woman says Memphis police failed to investigate her rape. The suspect is now charged in Eliza Fletcher's murder. So here's what went down. A woman who said she was raped last year by the man charged with killing Eliza Fletcher says police in Memphis, Tennessee, did not properly investigate her case and that if they had done so, Fletcher would still be alive. So she is suing the city of Memphis. Her name is Alicia Franklin, and she says that she met the suspect that is charged for Eliza Fletcher's murder. His name is Cleotha Abstin. She met him on a dating app last year. They talked for about a month before they decided to meet in person. Now, this is last September. So she goes to meet him at his apartment and she states in the, in the suit that she knew the man is Cleo. They, were, they had planned to go to dinner. And so she, she arrives at his apartment or what she, thinks, what she thinks is his apartment. He pulls a gun on her and he forces her into a vacant apartment where he takes her out of the back door. And then she says he rapes her in the back seat of the car. Um, she immediately sought medical attention after this, and she immediately reported this attack, this sexual assault to the Memphis police. Now, the lawsuit says that she submitted her forensic medical examination. Um, and, and you know that, or maybe you don't know, but with this uh, as a sexual assault kit, and uh, that's where they gather all different types of evidence, and it includes DNA evidence if there is any. Uh, she gave the name of this man, Cleo. She gave his telephone number. She gave his social media accounts and she gave a description of his vehicle. Pretty much they did nothing. Absolutely nothing. They didn't even touch this sexual assault kit and all of this, this evidence until June of this year. Then they determined that the DNA from this matched Cleo's, or they didn't even determine that it did until this month, September 5th. And three days after, he was accused of forcing Eliza Fletcher into his vehicle. And we now know that she was later found dead in that SUV. Um, and he's being charged with first degree murder and kidnapping. Basically, Franklin's lawsuit is saying that Abstin should and could have been arrested and indicted for aggravated rape of her many months. And most likely in 2021, when this occurred, and the abduction and the murder of Eliza Fletcher would not have happened if they did their job. Hmm. Um, I watching the Jeffrey Dahmer thing last night, which oh. was tough to watch like before you go to sleep, but I did it anyway because I'm not smart. Uh, and I'm not going to ruin it for anyone, spoil it for anyone, but there were people that knew. Jeffrey Dahmer had a smell coming from his apartment. He was weird. He was sullen. You know, you ever look at somebody and go, ah, I don't know. This was the thing. And one of the women, women that felt that way was his next door neighbor, played by Nisi Nash. See, the thing about it is that Jeffrey Dahmer's victims were predominantly black. They Nobody were. holds their breath. Yeah, absolutely. Black I guess man. I don't. I... Who does Zac Efron play? That's Sorry, Ted I don't Bundy. Mean, yeah, I, I miss, I, the, it's okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, that's so why I'm, Ted, like, I'm like, Ted, he did. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Ted Bundy was like sorority girls and stuff, but, right? Um, right. But uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was, and it was even a big deal. And you also another thing is you're right on the cutoff of 
him being this huge, huge deal because I remember the Dahmer case when it was going on in 1990, 1991, 1992, whatever it was. And it was just huge news everywhere. And it was like it, comedians were talking about it. The people that had survived Dahmer were on talk shows. Like it, you had people, you know, but I'll tell you what. The thing is, when the, when the victim is, is is black, people don't move with the same urgency. They don't care as much. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this lady talk. Uh, she was on, I think, Good Morning America. And the account that she gave should have triggered immediately mm-hmm. a statewide manhunt mm-hmm. for her alleged assailant because the pathology of it was so chilling. Mm-hmm. It never mind the fact, I mean, you know, anyone that says that they were raped or assaulted, I just, I don't understand. What was interesting to me is the reporting that I watched, both the police and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations was had the rape kit and the police, which was supposed to do the investigation. They both declined to comment on the case. How could you decline to comment? Like, how can you, like, how could you, like, how could you decline to comment? You have to say something. We ask questions whenever we see abuse. We ask questions whenever we see uh, a a sort of overreaches of power. But this type of investigative neglect, Mm. like who are these organizations serving? And just to be honest with you, the fact that this sister couldn't get anyone she was four months pregnant when this happened to her oh I didn't know that part the 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 fact that this sister couldn't get anyone to listen to her accusation her claim what happened to her cost somebody their life and it I, I can't I don't have anything intelligent to add to this besides disgust and anger I don't know what you do I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what you do. I have no clue what you do. You you call it out because what can you do? Right. I mean, the lack of regard for black women is really disheartening and it goes beyond violence against black women. You see it in the workplace when it comes to promotions. You see it with missing girls. You see it with medical treatment and the health maternity health with black women. You see it, you even saw it in the social justice movement. I mean, that's why we had to create the whole thing. We, I didn't do it, but that's why they had to create the whole say her name. Because when you were talking about the names of people who were the face of the social justice movement, movement, it was black young men. They weren't the women. You could name women. Most people couldn't name three women that have been subjected to assault by the police and killed or brutally assaulted. Um, So it's just this ongoing reminder of where Black women stand in this country, in the social caste system. And it's really an interesting intersection between racism and sexism, right? Race and gender. And I think, and I'm with you, there's really nothing that, I mean, we can do in regards to it, other than call it out and bring awareness to it and and 
and keep talking about it in the conversation. But because if we don't, just like in this situation, the failure to act on the fact that this young woman was sexually assaulted resulted in something else. And if we don't highlight and demand accountability for what's happening to Black women, then it allows people to continue to invalidate their experiences and what they're going through. And so, and it makes Black women more vulnerable to this type of treatment. Mm. So. You know what we, you know what we, uh, we never talk about because it's, uh, it's tough to discuss because it, it makes you a little mad. We never talk about how white supremacy affects white people. I mean, white pe- I mean, uh, precisely that. Like, white supremacy isn't just a drain emotionally and a cancer to the black community, to the world at large. What white people can't see is that white supremacy is hurting them in myriad ways. White supremacy and the lack of capitalization into young black minds inside of all young black and Latino minds all over the country is holding society back. You know, Mm -hmm. and in this case right here, we didn't really talk about this case until a white woman lost her life. That's just facts. True. And I am in no way going to politicize her death or make it about something that um that's grotesque or disturbing to her family. But take a step back and look at what's going on. A woman claimed she was raped in a calculated and brutal way mm-hmm. by someone that like, hey, I'm going to leave now. Uh, don't move until you hear my engine rev is what he told her put a bag over her head so you didn't have to see her face like really specific and brutal details and nothing was done what happened was he progressed he progressed in his psychosis in his aggressiveness and in his criminal action and the reality is you know I gotta stop saying um, uh, the reality is. I use it too much. I use it too much. I use the reality is. I use. I'm gonna be honest with you all with those things too much. I'm it's sorry your, for it's your thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I um, maybe not the time to do it now. Maybe we'll have a different conversation about this. I encourage everyone. It pales in comparison to what it does to other people. But I encourage everyone to do a little research. There are a lot of good articles and books out there on exactly how white supremacy fractures the psyche and the community and the society of actual white people. You know, those police down there killed that woman. And I'm sure her family will sue as well. They, they, they killed that lady. They killed that lady because a black woman came to them looking to them for what they were supposed to do. And they ignored her. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to take a break after that. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. 
Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Peak White Mess time. Your, your favorite segment. I love Peak White Mix. Adam Levine addresses model Sumner Stroh's claim that they had an affair after she said he wanted to name the baby after her. Donnie, play her audio. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off because I've retaken this like 10 times now. Essentially, I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young. I was naive. And I mean, quite frankly, I feel exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now. Um, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. Rune 5 is practically elevator music at this point so i'm sure you know who adam levine is um but adam and i were seeing each other for about a year after i stopped talking to him over you know a period of months this is uh how he came back into my life he said okay serious question i'm having another baby and if it's a boy i really uh want to name it sumner you okay with that dead serious um Okay, so according to Sumner, they had a, uh they had an affair and then he uh after the affair was over, he came back and wanted to name his kid. He's married to a Victoria's Secret model. He wanted to name his kid after her. And that was his way of kind of getting back in contact with her by saying, "Hey, you know, I would like to name my my son after you." That I'm having with the wife that I was, uh, you know, ducking out on when I saw you. Um, more women have since come forward mm-hmm. accusing Adam Levine of sending raunchy messages while he was married. Um, and our friend Christian Walker. <laughs> you know how much we love CW over here. Friend of the show, ha- for sure. Friend of the show. Has weighed in on this. Let's hear what, what Christian had to say on the old TikTok. As someone who comes from a broken home, you're not a victim when you sleep with a married man. The only victims in affairs are the loyal partner and children if there's any children involved. We've become this weird generation of yelling poor me on the internet and expecting to garner all of the support while simultaneously taking- shut the fucking shit off. Shut up, shut up. Blah, 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 blah. Nigga, how many kids your dad got? That's the first time I've heard him acknowledge that he comes from a broken home. Because before he was very, very holier than thou with his father until it started coming out that he had all that he was not taking care of his other children and just admitted to even having them. So that was interesting to me. Mm. You know why this is peak white mess for me? Why? Because everybody looks bad. Sumner? Yeah, of course she looks bad. Why? Because she exposed him? I mean, that, but she was fucking around with him when he was married i mean every he looks worse it's his responsibility hold on 
let me make sure I make this clear. It's his responsibility to care for his relationship. It certainly is. Mm -hmm. It's his responsibility to care for his relationship. And I'm not sure it can, I'm not sure it gets worse than trying to name your kid. You can't, how do you get out of that one? It's twisted. It's disgusting. (laughs) What kind of maniac are you that you want to name your child that that will forever for life be a constant reminder? And it's such a unique name. When your children ask, like, why did you name me that? My name's Rachel. And I asked my parents why they named me that. What are you going to say when they ask, why did you name me Sumner? Like, it's gross. My mind can't even comprehend that. That to me was the worst one. That's the worst one. That's the worst thing. Do you think so? Okay, let me ask you this before I go into my like slightly patriarchy mansplaining thing. Do you think something looks bad at this? Do you think something <laughs> looks bad at all in this? Let me come to you for some clarity. Um. So Sumner says that the reason that she decided to rip the Band-Aid off is because she had shared this with friends, which I would imagine most women would. And the friend was trying to sell the story. So she wanted to get ahead of it before her friend did. Let's just take that as the truth. Uh huh. I'll go back to the conversation that we had earlier in this podcast. He is an older, powerful man. Uh-huh. She is a younger. I believe she was in college when this was happening, right around about to graduate. Maybe just graduated. Impressionable yeah. young woman who is embarking on a social media influencing career. Okay, that's what she is. She's she's an Instagram model. Um, You have to acknowledge the power dynamic and how influential and on his part, I will use her word manipulative that it can be. I'm not saying that she didn't know that he was married to Bahati. And obviously there's some responsibility in that, but more of the responsibility falls on him. And you can't tell me that he was not being intentional and purposeful about who he was seeking out, knowing that he could have more power and manipulation over a certain type of woman. I will, I will always think of it that way. And with her, she's younger, she's impressionable. She's trying to get into this industry in some sort of way. And it's easy to make mistakes. I'm not saying she's right. And fall victim, not victim, but fall into all of that because of the place that she is in her life compared to where he is. So do I think that she's wrong? If she knew he had a wife, which I'm sure he, she did, then that's wrong. But I'm not really looking at her. I'm looking at him. I'm Okay, that's fair. And you're right. I didn't know who she was until this. So she forever will be Same. famous for this. You know what I mean? Same. So this is this. Now this is why she's famous. Okay. Um, the only reason why I say everybody looks bad because I'm like I'm looking around and and that's that's the good sign of peak white mess. Peak white mess doesn't have a white knight. I just want people to know this. Peak white mess doesn't have anybody that can like that can come and and get you out of the doldrums. That's not what peak white mess has. Peak white mess is messy on all sides. You know what I'm saying? Peak white mess is the the fucked up shit that white people get into. You know, the Hatfields and McCoys. That's peak white mess. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, 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 and I like it. Look, I, I, I'm not sure where Adam Levine, he's on The Voice now, right? He's been off The Voice for a while. He's off The Voice. So what happens now? What do you mean what happens? I mean, he's can like I say a something? business owner. He's making music. Can, can I say something? He's a father. I'm going to be honest with you. 
white men don't get enough credit for their cheating prowess. They don't. White men, like it, like, like even with the M.A. Udoka thing, right? You see a black man can't stay faithful, black man can't stay faithful. And I'm not saying anything about that. I can't speak to that as far as the sisters are concerned. But think about this. Uh, ben Affleck, Adam Levine, Ashton Kutcher. What was your man from Las Vegas that cheated on Fergie? I can't even remember his name. Josh, Josh Dumel. Like, Josh Dumel. Like, they... They get it in. All right. Like it 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 happens. There was one now that mm-hmm. I'm blanking on that I, I, I can't even remember. Like they white white dudes kind of they, they kind of skate a little bit on the whole different situations. Uh, the, the, the timber snake. Some people say the timber snake was out there a little bit. You know, the timber snake got, <laughs> got himself into a, got, got himself into a, a little bit of a problem. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem to stick with them. I don't know why the label, the label is on black men heavy. But I'm I'm looking at this. Adam Levine is like, that's like the last nigga I would expect to be involved in some shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Like the last guy that I would expect to be down with with some Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. You know what I mean? Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke was one who was like, God. Damn. Still look at him. You know what I'm saying? Like Robin Thicke, like like white dudes cheat and they they it's like everything else. They skate for it. They don't really get the same type of scrutiny. I think I think I think black men get a uh get to skate a little bit too. I think people move on past their cheating. Well, people are gonna move on past everything. I mean, you it, like everything. it doesn't define them though, like that. You don't look you're like, uh, uh-huh, I remember when he did this. It might happen in certain instances, but for the most part, men just get away with the shit. Well, for yeah, for the most part, for the most part, people do. You know what I mean? Like, like, think, is there a woman right now that you can think of that cheated on somebody and it ruined her career? Like, for example, right now, Olivia Wilde, most likely, she don't put that. That is not that. It's not shit. been confirmed. She nigga, if that if those roles were reversed. Ain't no fucking way anybody would believe that 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 she didn't cheat. Like it's like she and nobody looks at her as a cheating harlot. No, type because of it's Harry. They're like they're fascinated with the relationship. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, oh, okay, it's okay, it's Harry. Christian Walker. I can't believe we put <laughs> Christian Walker on the um, on the podcast. Rachel, you want to take this last one because, like, this is a uh, uh, this is something. This is that you wild to me. No, this is not something that I would do. I know you yes, like to think that I can't cook. Yeah. I know you like to put these things on me. I have never heard anything like this. It's I, it's hard for me to even think that this is a real thing, but apparently it is. Okay, so the FDA comes out and issues a warning. FDA comes out and issues a warning. You think, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. The warning is against a social media challenge. The warning is telling you not to cook your chicken in NyQuil. I repeat, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. So the reason they had to come out with this is that there's a social media trend where people are misusing non-prescription medications and encouraging other viewers to do so. These challenges, they often target youth. I mean, who else are they targeting? 
And of course they can, this is the FDA saying this, they can harm people and they can even cause death. So the trend that's that's on the rise now is that people are cooking their chicken in NyQuil or similar over-the-counter cough and cold medications. Um, the FDA is also letting people know boiling certain medications can be harmful to breathe, let alone eat. Van, <laughs> your thoughts. Since you think this is something that I do. Um, my thoughts Not are this. That I do. My thoughts. My thoughts are this. Um, and I'm very serious about this because we take stuff like this lightly, but it's a very serious commentary on the state of the world and kind of how things are on the internet. I'm encouraging anyone who was considering cooking their chicken and Nyquil to please do it. Cook the chicken and Nyquil. Eat the chicken. And then do it for the subsequent days. I want you to try different versions of NyQuil to cook your chicken in. NyQuil cold and flu. If you got high blood pressure, do it in the NyQuil low blood pressure. If you got, uh, if you want to go to NyQuil AM, if you want to stay awake, just try until you get the flavor that you like, until you get the color that you like, the sear that you like on your chicken please cook your chicken in nyquil eat it cook it in nyquil and then eat it cook it everyone listening to me if you're thinking about cooking your chicken in nyquil cook it and then eat it please and whatever happens to you i promise it will be good for society i don't like the fact that we're getting in the way Damn. Of El Selection <laughs> Natural. Let them cook it. This is what you do. I want to see somebody make a chef's video with a piece of chicken cooked in NyQuil with a Tide Pod on top of it <laughs> with a little bit of Windex drizzled on the top of it just for a garnish. Eat it. <laughs> Not just for the garnish. Listen, y'all gotta stop. I know peer pressure is a real thing, especially when you're young, but like, this isn't it. First of all, NyQuil is disgusting. I don't care what flavor it is, it's gross. So to use it to cook it in your chicken, what are y'all really doing? I'm trying to find a video. Oh, there's a video. I'm like, I've yet to see a video of this actually being done. It looks disgusting. It lo are, you, are you looking at this? Yeah, it's, it. a, it's a pan just with NyQuil. Like, does it show the people eat actually it. eating it? Does eat it show it. them actually eating it? That's eat the thing. Nobody's actually eating it. Stop. Okay. Like, I guys, hope they stop. Do. Guys, do better than this. This is this is ridiculous. What is this world coming to? I hope they eat it. I hope they eat it. Now, uh, one thing before we go. God, one thing. One thing before we go. Um, there's a family in Utah where the mother is surrogating for her son and his wife. She's carrying the baby okay. for her son and his wife. Weird to you or not weird? It's the wife's egg and his sperm, and she's just the one holding it. The right? mother is holding the baby. Weird or not weird? Headline I think, is I don't think mother, it's weird at all. You don't think it's weird at all? People are people are divided. I think that's mother beautiful that she's is, giving that to her son. It is it's the son's sperm and somebody else's. She's caring. She's giving them their ba the baby that they want. 
I think that's, I, I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Once again, mother. I heard it. Holding a baby for her son and his wife. You're mother at, holding a baby for son and his wife. Just, she's just the carrier. She's yeah. not, it's somebody else's egg and her son's sperm. She's just carrying the baby. Yes. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not, a, I'm not, just, I, is this something I would necessarily do? No. But I'm not mad at them for doing it. I'm not mad either. Not mad, but that shit is a little weird. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe this is weird coming from the guy that wants his mom to have all the great sex in the world. Yeah, that shit is that shit is it's just shit is a little weird. It's just it's a little weird. That's my. How about this? Everybody always says Van has no line. Van has no line. Van outlined the Brazzers scene earlier in the podcast. Nan, nanny, boo boo. We hey Van. Here's the deal. That's my line. That's my line. Real quick, kids. That's your line. Hold, when okay. I say kids, I don't mean kids. 13-year-old kids, 14, 15, 16-year-old, you don't even use the stove without your mother's consent. Just don't be in there, even though I did it. But y'all young-minded. Everybody that's in college and wants to do this, eat night quill with your chicken. I'm sick of y'all. Our only hope some of y'all gotta. Some of y'all gotta get your stomachs pumped. Some of y'all gotta learn the hard way. Eat it. Okay, let's let's do mailbag. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in all right uh first one is coming from something bad happens on reddit they ask you guys could bring any three things to survive in mountain lion backcountry what are those three things yes so is this like a naked and afraid situation where we have nothing other than these three things is that how we're looking at this Van, is that how we're answering this question? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. All right. I would have a knife. Uh-huh. A fire starter. Uh-huh. And a book. Okay. Well, you just you went two for three. I would have <laughs> I would have a tomahawk with a hammer end. Okay. <laughs> you can tell who's thought about did you submit this question no i didn't (laughs) i would have a tomahawk with a hammer end i would have uh matches okay um and rope because i'm not making rope i'm not bringing any guns or anything like that because that's cheating i'm not making rope i would have some rope okay because i the naked afraid to me when i watch naked afraid the thing that separates the men from the boys, and look, excuse me, not the that's very heteronormative. It's very gender. The thing that separates the adults from the kids is people that know how to do specific shit. I watched two dudes burn a log until they had a canoe. Burn a log? I watched two naked guys <laughs> on Naked and Afraid take a big log and burn out the middle of it. Oh wow. Then they sat in it 
and it was a canoe. You know what my issue is about that show? Nobody wins anything. They they win money. I have not seen that. They win money. They, Look they, at they, the, uh, all I thought is their survival rating goes up. You know, they come in with the specific rating. When it's yeah, but, over, they're like, yay, we made it. I think there's some money won. Donnie, am I wrong about this? I could be wrong. <laughs> I think you are wrong. Google says see, the they, winners of Naked and Afraid don't get paid extra for winning. There is no monetary winner's prize. The only prizes for the winners rights. is that they know they can survive naked and afraid. You got to be fucking kidding me about that. Hold no. on for a second. Naked Day 60 Day Survival Challenge prize money. No, there is no prize money for the winner of the show. Oh, y'all niggas is nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> See what I'm saying? When we figured that out, I went on a binge watching it. Brian and I love that show. These people don't win anything. They're just, their rating goes up, which I don't know who rates them in the first place. 21 days of subjecting yourself to that. I think it's 21 days. Ridiculous. It'd be 20, it could be 40, it could be 60. Depends on the challenge. Oh, I haven't seen the 40, 60 ones. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, okay, next. Mm-mm. All right. Cadell James on Instagram asks, when did y'all realize you didn't have a future in sports? Well, Van's still trying to figure that one out. I think we know yeah. that. I got a quarterback coach. Boxing, basketball. I, I, I hired a quarterback coach. You see what I'm saying? I did. Why? You encouraged by the Eli Manning video? Why? No. Why? No, no. We're doing some funny. We're doing some funny content. Okay, about whether or not a forty-two-year-old man can learn how to quarterback, and I'm going to learn how. I want to learn something new. Quarterbacking. By the way, I never felt like I couldn't have made it. I feel. I still feel like if I, I put my mind to it, I could have done it. <laughs> Exactly, you guys. Exactly. I, on the other hand, realized I didn't have a future in sports in high school. I was realistic. I met your sister. She was a good basketball player, huh? Constance? Yeah. She she had a really good shot. I could tell she played. Why? Because, man, she got that little, she walked like a ball player. You know what I'm saying? I don't like how you're shoot. imitating her walk. She she walked like a ball player. She's gonna listen to this. You go, you all, when you all play. She walked like I can tell. Shout out to Constance. All right, uh, Donnie. Next, one more. All right, uh, we were talking about pets earlier in the podcast, so let's go with the pets question. Heidi Six C asks, "How did you come up with your pet names?" Uh, Copper is because he's brown and he's got copper eyes and all that but mainly because of the movie fox and the hound it's copper and todd copper is the name of the dog um it was either simba hennessy or copper and uh landed on hennessy and brownie that was already his name yeah i uh i obviously named my dog after chadwick boseman so it's boseman bose chadwick boseman what are copper's nicknames papa papa um, my nephews call him Copy. Copy. That's good. These are all great. This warm my heart. Uh, I feel like that's it. We got Cop- so Bozeman's Bozy, uh, Wozer, Bozerly, Wozerly. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Bozy, Wozer, Wozerly, Wozerly. I call him Wabbit sometimes. Wabbit. Because he hops around like a wabbit. Um, but yeah, he's got nicknames. I love these dogs. Okay, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now time for Unexpected Ally of the Week, presented by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, it isn't just your business. It's your entire life. You could be in real estate, 
or a painter that helps decorate homes. Whatever the business, you need someone who understands what it's like to have one themselves. And that's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners too. They know what it takes and how to help you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Rach, do you have an unexpected ally of the week? I do. And my unexpected ally was already mentioned in this podcast. And I think you would have to agree because you seem to when you were mentioning him. Mine is Stephen A. Smith. He's a friend to some on this podcast and to some he is not. That would be you, Van. You don't always have the most pleasant things to say. You're always saying he. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a great one because you as earlier and you can run the tape, Donnie, said you were shocked by his take. You have been critical of Stephen A. Smith on this podcast. And so that makes him the unexpected ally of the week. Because hmm. usually when we're bringing him up, it's controversial. All right. That's cool. Uh, mine is controversial. My unexpected ally of the week is Jared Kushner. <laughs> Jared Kushner uh, criticized Ron DeSantis for his migrant flights, um, saying that we have to remember that these are human beings. Wow. Uh, he's very troubled, very troubling. He says he's very troubled by the flights launched by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Now let me flip on this a little bit. Ron DeSantis is becoming the chief political rival of Donald Trump and Jared Kushner is a piece of shit. However, <laughs> a broken clock is right two times a millennia and anyone anyone who calls out the uh, total, 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 total dehumanization that was that flight or continues to be the treatment of migrants uh, somebody that has a platform, I at least got to crack the door a second, but it's closed. Fuck Jared Kushner. But it was, it was un- unexpected. It was unexpected. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one though. That's a good one. Uh, but I'm glad you corrected it in the end. All right. That was this week's Ally of the Week, which is presented by State Farm. There's nothing more personal than a small business. It takes dedication, patience, and of course, a lot of hard work. State Farm agents are business owners too, and they're ready to put in the hard work to help you pick personalized policies that fit your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Take the caps off, but do not stop learning. I... I'm Van Lathan Jr. And I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. We're out. Bye, guys. Bye.